We're in Yavamus Mandalar Manala 54A3 in the Art Scroll Gemara. Uh, the Gemara now is going to discuss a new topic of Ma'ara, of Iroi, where uh, you have begin the sexual process but you do not complete it. And the Gemara later on will discuss what exactly does it mean to begin. What is that? What is the definition of beginning the sexual process? Uh, but just uh, to give a brief overview of what we've been doing. Uh, in the last recording and how it could connect to this recording, uh, essentially the Gemara said that in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Yibam, at the very least, all you need is not kavana, is not intent to fulfill the mitzvah of Yibam. No, that's not what you need. All you need is intent to uh, perform the sexual act. Even if you don't know who you're doing it with, it just happens to be your sister-in-law, or you're forced to do it. In the end of the day, if you have intent to perform a sexual act, uh, so then... That would fulfill the mitzvah of yibum. And so therefore, if you do, if you uh, perform yibum while you are sleeping, so then that would not work. It wouldn't work. And that is what we discussed in the last recording. In addition to that, we also mentioned, and this was also mentioned in the Mishnah, that bia shelo kedarka. That if you have bia, if you perform the sexual act not in the regular way, but uh, in what's referred to as shelo kedarka, the abnormal way, which is referring to the anal sexual act. So then, with regards to that, that would also fulfill the mitzvah of Yibam. And the reason that, that would fulfill the mitzvah of Yibam is because, apparently, that falls under the category of Bia. The question is, what is the Maisa Bia? What is the act, the sexual act? What does that consist of? And so, we discussed last time that we needed a special drusha for it. We need a special word. It's interesting. We wouldn't know it on our own, probably because What's required for Yibam is, is at least the potential to have children. The whole point is to carry on the legacy from the first marriage. So it's about the potential to have children. So Bia Shalok Kedarka, this would not fulfill that uh, that uh, condition. And yet, so we have an extra drasha, we have an extra word to teach us that this does work. It would fulfill the mitzvah of Yibam because it's defined as part of the sexual act. And so similarly, what we're about to discuss is not doing it uh, as an anal sexual act, but really this is now something else. This is ha'ara. This is what happens if you begin the process. Again, it's unclear what exactly it means to begin the process. That will be discussed later on in the Gemara. But you begin the process, even if you do not complete the sexual act, that would also work for the mitzvah of yibam. And the Gemara is going to try to figure out what is the source for this idea. How do we know that this is true? Because one would have thought initially that this is not true. In fact, when it comes to other areas of halacha, uh, so for example, when it comes to a non-Jew, a non-Jew is also, they have their own seven Noahide laws, and one of them is Gilu Arayos, is the fact that they can't do illicit, uh, perform illicit sexual acts, um, they can't uh, commit adultery or different forms of incest. And so let's say they did, all they did was Ha'ara, let's say all they did was the initial act itself, the law is, is that it's not viewed as a violation. It wouldn't be viewed as a as a as a violation because they didn't complete the act. So we already see from other areas of halacha that you actually have to you do have to complete the act itself in order to uh, violate adultery for non-Jews to violate adultery or um, or uh, incest. So for, that's for non-Jews. So the question now that Gemara is asking is, what about for yibum? For Yibam, if just you just begin the act itself, would that 
uh, work for the mitzvah of Yibam. And we'll see in the Gemara that they're not just going to be discussing the mitzvah of Yibam, but they're going to, their proof to this idea is really coming from elsewhere in Halacha. Not with regards to non-Jews. We said for non-Jews it, it would not uh, be viewed as a violation, but it's with regards to Jews. What is the 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 uh, status of just doing Ha'ara, of just beginning the process for Jews, whether they commit incest or adultery or any of those any of those uh, cases. And so we're going to prove from there that Ha'ara does apply, that if you just begin the act itself, so then that would be viewed as a Maisabiyah, that would be an act of uh, a sexual act, which uh, would have ramifications. And then so too for Yibam, it would also have ramifications for Yibam. That is the structure of our Gemara. So let's see this inside. Amr Ula. Ula says, How do we know that just to begin the sexual act itself is forbidden by the Torah? Shenamar, the Pasuk that he quotes, the verse that he quotes, again, this is not about Yibam per se, but this is just in general. How do we know that Ta'ara is viewed, just beginning it is viewed as the act itself, and that would also have ramifications for Yibam? So answer number one, we'll see three different sources uh, initially. And we'll see whether they any of them really work and we, whether we have to make a combination of the two. But answer number one is Shanemar, when it comes to uh, having relations with somebody who's a nida, a husband having relations with his wife while she's a nida, the verse says, uses that same word of he'era. Um, literally, it's that he has bared her, her source, he revealed her nakedness. Um, but he uses the word ha'ara, mikan la'ara minatora. We see by nida uh, that by nida she, yeah, it, it becomes a prohibition even if they just begin the process, not e- even if they don't complete the process. And so the Gemara wants to say, oh, we see from here from nida that this is true. Eshkacha nida, it's true that we find this by nida. Sharayas minayin. How do we know that this is the halacha? This is the law when it comes to other areas of halacha. When it comes to arayas, when it comes to let's say, adultery or incest, how do we know there, too, that the violation is when you begin the sexual act? Now, so before we even get to the answer, just two points. Uh, point number one is that in the end of the day, the Gemara is going to have a whole back and forth, but in the end of the day, the Gemara will prove from Nida that Nida is, in fact, the source. It will be the source. We'll, we'll, the Gemara will try to give other sources, uh, but in the end of the day, Nida is the source. Uh, when a woman has her period and she doesn't go to the mikvah, so then that it is forbidden to have relations with your wife when she uh, had her period. Um, and the prohibition is not just to uh, have a complete sexual act, but even if you just begin it. And that's what our Gemara is saying. And so some of the commentators, they ask, why is the source, why did the Torah pick the source for this idea to be from Nida? And some want to explain that the reason is is because Nida, we know that Nida is more lenient than than other prohibitions because when it comes to other prohibitions, the child would be a mamzer. However, if a man has a husband has relations with his wife when she's a Nida, the child is not a mamzer. And so there's a certain leniency there. And so one would have thought that if there's a leniency to Nida, so then maybe of, of all the different uh, prohibitive uh, sexual acts, maybe when it comes to Nida, in order to violate it, uh, because we're more lenient when it comes to Nida, from the fact that the child is not a mamzer, so therefore, maybe you have to actually complete the sexual act. So comes the Torah and tells us that, no, even by Nida, even when it comes to Nida, the beginning of the act is viewed as the act itself. And so we will see that the proof comes from Nida. Point number two is a separate point, but there's a big discussion 
when it comes to Nida, having relations with a woman who uh, had her period and she didn't go to, to the mikveh yet, it, does that fall under the category of a rios, of a rios, of uh, prohibitive sexual activity, which let's say you have to give up your life for? Um, so would it be included in that? So it sounds from, at least from the question of the Gemara, when it says, Shara Arayas Minah, and how do we know about other Arayas, it sounds like Nida is included. It says, Nida is one example, but how do we know that it applies to all other examples that are similar, that are Arayas? So at least in the question, it could be that it changes in the answer, but at least in the question, the implication is, is that Nida is part of Arayas. It would be fall under this general category of Arayas, where a person would have to, let's say, one ramification is give up their life uh, for and not have relations with uh, with your wife who is uh, in Nida, who had her period and did not yet go to the mikvah. So Gemara now wants to say, how do we know about other arayos? So suggestion number one is, maybe we can learn out from Nida itself. Why can't we learn out from Nida and say, just like by Nida, we know that when you begin the act itself, it's like you completed the, it's like you, you've done the act. So then we should learn that out to all other cases uh, such as having relations with immediate family or in-laws or things like that. And if, even if you don't complete the act, you just begin the act. No, you can't bring a proof from Nida. Ma'al Nida, she came Bola. There's a certain stringency to Nida. Or at least there's a difference, perhaps. We know that Nida is different. Why? Because Nida, not only is there a prohibition uh, to have sexual relations, but also if you do, so then just like a Nida is Tame, she's impure, so too she makes... Uh, her husband, if her husband has relations with her, he makes her husband impure as well. And so it's more than just the sexual act itself, which is a prohibition, but it also transfers tumma. It transfers impurity, which we don't find by any of the other, such a concept doesn't exist by any of the other uh, prohibitions. So maybe Nida is different. And so we can't prove from Nida to all the other cases. So the Gemara says, okay, suggestion number two. We can learn it out from the verse based on what it says by your brother's wife. If there's a prohibition to marry your brother's wife, what does it say there? It says that a person is not allowed to marry their brother's wife. And it says, She is a Nida. What does it mean? She's a Nida. What? She's constantly in a state of, of, of uh, being a Nida where she's... Uh, where she's uh, where, where, where she's bleeding and she's a nida the whole time? No, it can't be. What does it mean, kinida? Ella kinida means that the, to, your brother's wife is compared to a woman who's a nida. What does that mean? Ma nida ba'ara, Just like when it comes to nida, you don't have to actually complete the sexual act even if you just begin it and that's a violation. So too, when it comes to your brother's wife, just beginning it is the violation. And that would prove to us for all arayos, for all scenarios of a prohibitive uh, a sexual act to say that it's just the beginning of the sexual act. So the Gemara says, no, how could you bring me a proof from there? Mal, to all cases. Essentially, the Gemara says, Eishishach just proves to me that any relative where it's through marriage, so then to have relations with them, even just beginning the act would be the prohibition. Because it uses the phrase that uh, your brother's wife, you could have, he, he, he could have many wives. He's in control of how many people you are prohibited to because it's through marriage. Essentially, the idea is that we can only prove to, ca- to cases where they're, they're prohibited through marriage. But if it's a blood relative, so then maybe Hara doesn't help. Maybe you need a lot more than that. Maybe you need to have the actual sexual act. So the Gemara says, okay, fine, I'll give you a blood relative. Suggestion number three. 
Because when it comes to the prohibition to marry your father or to have relations, sexual relations with your father's sister, or your father's mother, or, or your father's sister, or your mother's sister, there it says, It says over there too, also the same word, that uh, you are revealing, uh, it's revealing his own flesh. And it uses the word, and that certainly implies that in that a circumstance of where you are having relations with your father's sister or your mother's sister, that that, even just beginning the process itself, would be the prohibition. So maybe that is there to teach us about all other cases. That's a case of a blood relative. So the Gemara says, no, you can't prove to all cases. No, maybe that only proves to us the cases which are blood relatives. And it's only going to teach us about blood relatives, but not about other types of relatives, of relatives that are through marriage. So the Gemara says, well, okay, well, we just gave three different sources, we rejected all of them, but you can't bring a proof from one of them, but still, let us bring a proof from two of the cases, and then two of the cases can teach us about all of the cases that are prohibited. Which two? Which two are we going to pick from? And so the Gemara tries to figure it out. If you can tell me that we have two sources, one is your brother's wife, which is through marriage. The other one is your father's sister or your mother's sister, which is a blood relative. So we covered it. Essentially, we covered everything. Didn't we cover everything? The Gemara says, no, we covered everything except for one circumstance. All those are examples of relatives. This will not prove to us that Ha'ara, that just beginning the sexual act itself would be a prohibition a Torah prohibition, if it's adultery. Because all we've been discussing now are cases of relatives. What about adultery? So we don't have any proof for adultery. So we have to reject it based on that because we want to prove it for adultery as well. So the Gemara says, okay, let's do a different combination of the two. Let us use the case of the Nida, the one who had her period, and also the father's sister and the father's and the mother's sister. Why can't we prove from those two cases? No. The Gemara says you can't bring a proof from there uh, because that is a, those are all cases which is uh, a blood relative and it's not based on marriage. Those are all cases that are not based on marriage. The Nida also is not based on marriage. It's just that she had her period. So it's not based on marriage. So since it's not based on marriage, we cannot prove if all we had were those two cases and we're proving from those two cases, we cannot prove now uh, to uh, cases where you are prohibited to marry them because they are relatives. So that is also rejected. So now the Gemara says, Why can't we learn it out from the following combination of Nida and also your brother's uh, wife, which is through marriage. So we could have both. What, what exactly are you going to refute for this combination? That should be the combination that we follow. This is how we know that it, with regards to all prohibitive sexual acts, that it's not just completing of it, but it's even the beginning of it. So the Gemara says, No, Masiklo Ravacha, Braid Ravika, Ravacha Bredervika challenges even this suggestion. Essentially, Ravacha Bredervika, he says as follows. He says, you can't prove to me from Nida and your brother's wife. Because it won't, what kind of comparison is that? But when it comes to Nida and your brother's wife, it never becomes, they're never allowed to have relations with them while they are still alive, while there is still a prohibition, while she's still having that status of Nida uh, with regards to Eshazach, with regards to 
uh, your brother's wife there too. There's, it's always prohibited during his life. Are we going to say when it comes to, let's say, a case of adultery where it could become permissible? If she gets divorced or if her husband passes away, there's no more adultery. She can marry whoever she wants. So there's a big difference when it comes to Nida, when it comes to Eishasach, you're forbidden forever. Until you go to the mikvah, you know, and if the husband has children, so then, oh, for, literally forbidden forever to, uh, to the sister-in-law. So we can't prove to the case of adultery where it could perhaps be, it could become permissible if they get divorced. She can now go ahead and marry whoever she wants. Uh, so we can't prove from there. So the next line of the Gemara is saying, I agree to your question, but you phrased it differently. So you still do have a good question. You can't prove from Nida and Eshazach, but you phrased it differently. The way you phrased the question was that it's only during their lifetime uh, that there's uh, this prohibition during the lifetime of the brother. Are you prohibited to your brother's wife? Uh, but after they die, it sounds like what you're saying is that they're permissible, that it's permissible to marry your brother's wife. But that's not true. We know, everyone knows that's not true. When it comes to Nida, it goes based on the number of days. Seven days have to pass. And then you're permissible. You are permissible. And when it comes to Eishasach also, when it comes to your brother's wife, if your brother doesn't have children and it's a mitzvah yibam, so okay, fine. There's the mitzvah yibam. But if your brother has children, so then... Uh, there, there is a, there is a prohibition. There is a prohibition that exists even after uh, the brother passes away if they have, if they have children. So So what did you really mean to ask? This is what you really meant to ask. So we basically reject the question. We don't reject the question entirely. We reject how the question was being asked, and this is how you should ask it. When it comes to nida, that you're not allowed to. Have sexual relations with a woman who's in Nida, who had her period. And when it comes to having relations with your brother's wife, in all those cases, it's impossible for the one who created the Isser, who created the prohibition, to then allow it. Who created the prohibition by Nida? It was the period. It was just the the, the period itself. Having the period is what created the prohibition. The, the period itself is not going to make it permissible. By Eishasach also. When it comes to Eishasach to also, so you are prohibited uh, to marry your brother's wife, and you remain prohibited to marry your brother's wife. But by Aishas Ish, when it comes to uh, committing adultery with a married woman, so who made it prohibited? Her current husband, the one that she's married to. So the one she's married to, the one who created the prohibition to begin with, is the one who can make her permissible to anybody else in the world by giving her a divorce document, by giving her a get, by getting divorced. So in that case of adultery, we're all focused on adultery because we've proved all the other cases. What about adultery? How do we know that that prohibition begins uh, by the beginning of the sexual act? Maybe you need to complete the whole sexual act because uh, adultery is very different because it becomes permissible once they get divorced. And so there's a difference between that case and all the other cases of Nida and of Eishas Ach, of Nida and of your brother's wife. So the Gemara concludes as follows. What is the source in the end of the day? Elam Rav Yonah, Yisim Rav Huna, Braid Rav Yeshua. They say, So, the Gemara essentially answers that in the end of the day, we do learn from Nida, the source is from Nida, but because the verse connects all of the cases, all the illicit relationships together, Nida and all of them, whether it's adultery or incest, whatever the case is, they're all included together. And so this is a term that's referred to, uh, called Hekeshet Rav Yanai, that Rabbi, 
right? That Rubiana said that the uh, Rubiana, sorry, that uh, all of these become uh, included together, and if one law applies to one, so then all the laws applies to all the laws, and so just like by Nida, there's a prohibition just from the very beginning of the sexual act. Uh, so then, so too with regards to all these cases, whether it's adultery or with regards to incest, the prohibition begins with the beginning of the sexual act. So we'll continue with this Gemara in the next recording.